Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Edwin. Excited to keep talking about Galatians. It is it is the last day of March. It is last day of March of 2022. We're continuing on in this year, but it is moving like lightning. <laughs> it is. It's like like lightning sand. Yeah. Yeah, it's flying. So let's jump quickly into Galatians chapter <laughs> we would two. We don't want to waste any. We don't want to waste any of moments. this precious time. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So in Galatians chapter two today, I'm going to be reading verses eleven through fourteen. We're going to move on in the chapter and talk a little bit about Barnabas today in Galatians two verse eleven from the New King James. Now, when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. For before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him, so that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all, If you, being a Jew, live in the manner of the Gentiles and not of the Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews? Question. Okay. Does the New King James actually say Peter there, or were you making a choice just to be clear? Uh, It actually does say Peter, but of course with the marginal note that other, uh, excuse me, other manuscripts say Cephas there. Okay, yeah. So the ESV has Cephas here, and I just thought I'd use that as an opportunity to point out. If you're reading various translations and it says Cephas, Cephas is Peter. Yeah. Peter is Cephas. It's another name for the same fella. So on that, what do you have in verse 9 there in the ESV? Do you have Peter or Cephas? In verse 9, Cephas, James and Cephas and yeah. John. So with the New King James, it has Cephas in verse 9, but again, a marginal note saying some, some translations, some say, translations say, some manuscripts say Peter. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So bad day but for Barnabas But we are here. talking about Peter. Peter. Cephas. In fact, I looked that up, and you know, I believe what it is, is Peter is, Peter in Greek, Cephas. Petros. Yeah. Cephas Kepha. is uh, Aramaic, same name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just so, just, I mean, as people know, it's like, well, does this guy have like five names? Some of it is dealing with languages, and we did have a culture where they were multilingual. Yeah, and some of it's just dealing with cultures where you have multiple names. You ever read any Russian novels? Yeah. Man, the most difficult thing about those is the five names that every character has. I think they're all Anton somewhere, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we I mean, have that same They got a lot of Peters in, the, in those, too. But, well, we'll talk a little bit about Peter, Cephas, but I really want to talk about this bad day that Barnabas had. Well, yeah, so we got one verse, and Barnabas is, he kind of gets thrown in here. I see the major action being that um, Peter has traveled. For at least a while, he's gone to Antioch, Mm -hmm. which would be Antioch of Syria, Mm -hmm. apparently do some ministry there, and it'd be great to have an apostle working with him, and Barnabas is around at that time. Well, right to have another apostle, because Paul is there with them. Sure, sure. Anyway, here's but, here's what's but, shocking but about some of these some of this. Judaizing teachers have showed up, and they'd come from Jerusalem where James was. Yeah, I don't. You don't think so? I'm not sure if they're Judaizing. It just says they're really? from the Jews. Oh. Yeah, it just says it, he's. There's some issues going on. I I don't know. You know, there's a lot of real odd things about this paragraph. First of all, you've got Peter, who is the one who was first sent to the Gentiles, right? 
Which is always curious to me. Then you've got Antioch, which is the place where Jews first started teaching the gospel to Gentiles. Yep. So here's this here's this place you've got, you've got all these people who should be the very last people to start having this trouble when Jews from Jerusalem show up. Hmm. And I don't know, it may be that they were Judaizers, but I don't see Paul taking them to task for anything. I see him taking Peter to task in Barnabas. Well, sure. So it makes me wonder if this is just, look, these are Jewish Christians, and there were struggles between Jews and Gentiles, and and Jews still struggled with, should we, should we associate with Gentiles or not? And all of that is still kind of playing out in the churches, and so these yeah. Jews from Jerusalem come in, and Peter, you know, whatever their take on that is, Peter starts withdrawing from the Gentiles. He starts discriminating and snubbing them. And uh, boy, now Barnabas, and this is what's really shocking here, a third shocking thing, is that it impacts Barnabas, whom the apostles had called the son of encouragement. Mm -hmm. So you take this guy who is the son of encouragement, and he does one of the most discouraging things. So Barnabas in Antioch is a is a, a huge influence in and of itself. Yes. He was the one that the church in Jerusalem had sent up there back in Acts 11. Good point. Okay, and so and he was the one that went and got Saul and brought mm -hmm. Saul to Antioch. So they really did look to him, I believe, as a great influence and a great leader. When Barnabas gets carried away, according to Paul's words, in line with Peter, mm -hmm. it's going to have devastating effects. Yes, Okay, let's real quick, let's just get this out there regarding the context of the letter to the Galatians. As we've said, I, I just want to remember this. Uh, it seems that Judaizing teachers have come in to Galatia. Right. What, whatever we think about these men in Antioch here, it, yeah. the problem is Judaizing teachers have come into Galatia. I believe they've been teaching these new Galatian Christians that Paul was taught better by the Jerusalem apostles, and so now has changed his gospel. And Paul is making these arguments to say, I haven't changed, the Jerusalem apostles didn't change me. And his arguments have basically gone like this. Number one, I got the gospel from a revelation of Jesus, not from man. So men aren't going to change my gospel. I took a trip to Jerusalem. I barely even saw the apostles. I took a second trip. This is argument three. I took a right. second trip to Jerusalem, and I brought a Gentile with me, and guess what? The Jerusalem apostles didn't circumcise him because they teach the same thing I teach. And number four, if there's been any influence, it's actually going the other way because let me tell you about a thing that happened with Peter and even Barnabas that you guys all know because yeah. he traveled with Travel me. with him. You guys know how encouraging Barnabas is and what a wonderful guy he is. And look, here's one of those Jerusalem apostles, and, and he's struggling with this, and I had to withstand him to his face and pull him back mm -hmm. to the truth on this. So if there's any influence, yeah. it's, it's not going from the Jerusalem apostles to me. It's going the other way. I'm still teaching the same thing, and I'm making sure that everyone still teaches this same thing and practices it properly. Well, and the other thing about Antioch is they actually did have their own bout with Judaizing teachers. They did. At the end of Acts 14, at the beginning of Acts 15, it's at Antioch where there's a, a it comes to a head, and that occasions what we call this Jerusalem Council. Yes. So Antioch has had to work through this issue. And and. Look, I admit it. These folks in in chapter two here that come to Antioch, that may be a part of that same group. I'm just not 100 percent sure. Be. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure on yeah, that. Yeah, I got you. So, yeah, they're going to be dealing with this. Yeah. And like you said, that will lead to the Jerusalem Council that tries to put a pin in it and start yeah. getting the message out. I mean, that's where we're going to end up. They, the the Jerusalem apostles themselves, are going to write a letter that mm -hmm. say we don't think Gentiles have to be circumcised. Yeah, that's right. That's where this is going to goes back to Antioch and then to all these other new, new churches from the first missionary journey. 
So Barnabas yeah. plays the hypocrite, he says. Mm. That's an ugly word in Christianity. It is. The actor. I want to bring that up and talk about it because, you know, I, I mean, yeah, Peter messes up and we think about him as this apostle who messes up. But here's the guy, again, son of encouragement that just like flip-flops in this moment of temptation, this struggle, this influence, these guys with social equity have come in yeah. and he gets led and again, it's so shocking because like he's the one when Saul came to Jerusalem and nobody wanted to have anything to do with him. He's the one that came alongside and said, let me tell you about this guy yeah. and allowed him to come into this full fellowship in the Jerusalem church. So this is just so opposite and anti everything else that we know about Barnabas. What a bad day for him. But here's what I get from that because I've had bad days. Mm. You know, there's the person that I want to be. There's the person that I like to think I am most of the time. Yeah. And yet there's still that, that stuff in me that has to come out that needs to be worked on, that needs to grow. And there are moments, whether by the influence of other people or by struggle and circumstances where this old man just comes out because it's still stuck down in there. And there's, there's a lot of growing I still have to do. I have those bad days where I do the exact opposite of what I really wanted to do, what I'm trying to grow to do. That's what I see here, here in Barnabas on this day. And for me, what I learned from Barnabas here is not permission to have those opposite days, not permission to go off into those sins and play the hypocrite. But you know what? Barnabas and Peter, they continue on serving the Lord. What they yeah. don't do because of this, even though they had to be rebuked, what they don't do because of this is just hang their head in shame and go off in isolation and decide to give up on the Lord. These are two fellows that as we read the rest of scripture, they continue in their work in the Lord because that's the Lord we serve. It's so important to say, you know, here it is. Hypocrisy is being witnessed. We know it is because Paul called it that in this church at Antioch. And isn't that one of the things that people throw off on churches today? Well, I don't want to be a part of a church. It's just a bunch oh, wow. of hypocrites in the church. Good point. Church is full of hypocrisy. Uh, and that is an excuse used by people. I mean, frankly, and it doesn't mean that hypocrisy is right. It doesn't mean it's not going on. If there's hypocrisy, it's a sin. It needs to be confronted. It needs to be repented. I mean, not only is there hypocrisy in the church, but the Apostle Paul actually shows what the church needs to do about that. And what it's not is, well, leave the church. Don't be part of the church. That is you, know, so, you don't need a church at all. That is so fascinating because I'm sitting here thinking along the lines, and I think it's both sides of this. I'm sitting here thinking along the lines of Barnabas and Peter leaving because of their sin being called out. And you, you've highlighted this really important point. How many other people? What Paul doesn't do is look at these hypocrites in the church. I'm done. Yeah. Or for these other, you know, Gentile Christians. Wow. Wow. You know, yeah, what were they supposed to do? Well, look at these hypocrites. Look at I'm these hypocrites. This. I'm, I'm done, done with, with this. I'm they done don't. with Christianity. Yeah. No. So, I mean, the the danger of a church getting torn up by hypocrisy, I think, is very real. But just like you said, there's not a license to play the hypocrite here <laughs> and and practice sin. Neither is there a license to to just give up on the gospel or give up on the church because you've seen some some Christians behaving badly mm. or some Christians, like you know, like you said, having a bad day. This is not Barnabas' best moment, and it's not the end of his story. No. There needs to be grace here and forgiveness and restoration. I hope that we might have that same type of patience uh, when we notice brothers and sisters in Christ struggling with some you know, sin or something comes to light in their life. 
that what we're about is souls being saved and our brothers and sisters getting right with the Lord, whatever step that needs to take. One of the interesting things to me here is that this issue of Barnabas's bad day is this is not a character arc. This is not where Barnabas began, but he's going to end up somewhere else. This is in the middle of his story where he's actually been really, really great. Yeah. This is like a, a downward turn. This is like a, uh, as, as opposed, what's the opposite of a spike? This is a valley. This is valley, a valley. Yeah, one of the lows. Yeah. And so it's, it is it is a part of the greater story for him. It's not mm-hmm. the end, mm-hmm. but it's not, well, that's where he started. And so mm-hmm. we can overlook that. It's actually, he was doing really great and then had this really terrible moment, but he continues to serve the Lord. Yeah. And he continues on. And the folks around him continue to serve the Lord. And man, what a lot of good stuff here yeah. about what to ha- what to do and how to handle it when hypocrisy ends up, when sin ends up in the church, whether I'm the one that sinned or I'm the one that's witnessed it. So really great stuff. But I tell you this, I'm supposed to stick with the Lord, Amen. no matter what side of that I'm on. So we want to encourage you, stick with the Lord. Let's wrap up in prayer. Holy God, we stick with you. We've sinned. We've witnessed sin. It breaks our hearts to see sin among your people, to see hypocrisy, and we do know that it is there at times, oftentimes. We pray that you give us the strength to handle it as Paul did, and to handle it as Peter and Barnabas ultimately do with their own hypocrisy and sin. That what we will do, no matter what side of this scenario we're on, we will stick with your son, Jesus Christ, putting our faith in him, giving him our allegiance and loyalty. Lord God, thank you for the forgiveness that you have given us by the blood of your son, Jesus and we hang on to him. It's through him we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song, You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.